Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The market in 2023 is forcing investors to be buttoned up and review their financial portfolios like never before. Trusted friends of the Todd Stern Show, Legacy Precious Metals. They can help to advise you on the best options to invest in gold and silver, which both provide stability in times of market crisis. I know this company well, so speak directly to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals by calling 866-528-1903 or download their free investor's guide at Legacy PM Investment. Broadcasting live from CPAC, it's America's favorite gun toting, Bible clinging, deplorable American. That's us, that's right. I love this American. Right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, a very special edition of the show today. We've got a lot happening here at CPAC. CPAC just got underway about, oh, 90 minutes or so ago, and it is a packed house already. Thousands of conservatives from all over America are here to celebrate to be encouraged, to be energized, and to be challenged. And we're going to have a great time for the next three hours bringing you interviews with some of the best, some of the top conservatives in America. Uh, Hello, everybody. Again, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. We're going to be taking your calls as well. Uh, Go ahead and write down our telephone number, 844-747-8868. That, again, is our toll-free number, 844-747-8868. 8868. Of course, the big news here, President Trump is going to be speaking on Saturday at CPAC. But I think the big story here is who is not going to be here. We understand Vice President Mike Pence turned down an offer to hang out with conservatives, as did Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And you can better believe it. Take it to the bank. President Trump is going to use that issue like a baseball bat when it comes to Ron DeSantis. Um, My take on this, very simple. If Ron DeSantis wants to bolster up his conservative bona fides, he needs to be hanging out with conservatives and not Jeb Bush. But that's just me. Well, I want to uh, go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines and microphones, and we're uh, very excited to have some Uh, Some great friends of this program, staff members, of course, our managing editor, Caleb Park. Uh, You see his work, and Caleb, good to see you at CPAC. It's good to be here, Todd, and I've noticed that you've been a rock star on Radio Row here. It's been insane. (laughs) We are the cool kids on Radio Row. And we do have one of the biggest banners. We have a great banner. Easy to spot. That's right. We've already met a number of of listeners that have come by to say hello. From Georgia and across the country. But, Caleb, they're not here to see 
see you, and That's they're not true. here to see me. They're here to see the one and the only yep. Grace Baker. Grace, welcome back to the show. Hello, good to be back, man. What an introduction! I don't know if I deserve that, but thank you. I I can't tell you how many times people have stopped. And they said, "Did you bring Grace?" <laughs> Did you bring Grace and did you bring Merlot? I'm sure those two questions, you know. The, the dog did, the dog did not make it. No, she couldn't opinion. come. Sorry. I tried to sneak her in the suitcase, but they wouldn't let me, but I'll try again next year. It's, I look. Well, Grace, uh, it's great to have you back behind the microphone. Of course, you uh, you and your husband relocated to right outside of Chicago. Yes. And of course, the big news there, Lori Lightfoot got the boot. Woo-hoo! And you, you need to take credit for that. Totally. See, I'm saying I'm bringing conservatism to the state of Illinois. So I got up there, and next thing you know, Lori Lightfoot's gone. I've been told it's one of the mildest winters they've had in years. So. You're welcome. You're like a missionary. <laughs> yep. The Grace Baker Revolution. There you go. Uh, I love it. Uh, look, uh, guys, we're gonna we're gonna be checking in with y'all uh, throughout uh, the program today. Uh, we're expecting. I just want to run down the list here of folks we're expecting. Congresswoman Kat Kamick, uh, Congressman Scott Perry is going to be here, along with Mary Walter and uh, Congressman Mark Green. A little. These are just a handful of the people. They're going to be dropping by Grace. Yeah, we've got quite the list. And, you know, with CPAC, the great thing about it is it's ever-changing. Like, we're going to grab people. We see a senator. Hey, come on over. And that's the great thing, just popping by like we're friends. So, so um, okay, so Grace, uh, keep us updated on uh, what's coming and what's happening. Will and we're going to get you back on very soon. Caleb Park, I know the website, you guys are turning out all sorts of copy over there. You bet. All right, good stuff. Caleb Park, our managing editor here at CPAC. We're also going to hear from our great Liberty University intern, Alan Morrow. Uh, he's going to be here as well. You know, he's kind of been starstruck. He ran into Kimberly Guilfoyle last night at the. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the bar, but it's really a sports. It's, it's a diner it's here a at, the, diner. Yeah, at the Gaylord. And so, Mike Lindell this is morning. the name of the hotel. Uh, Mike Lindell, the yes. My yes. Pillow 2.0 yeah. guy. Well, he was running to grab our coffee. Oh, yeah. Alan, so I we, told him, listen, you come we, to CPAC with us. you got to help us get some coffee because gotcha. we got to stay caffeinated to get through all of this because it is a whirlwind of excitement. He is a bona fide intern. There you go. And doing a great job. Yes, and so, he of course, is. We, uh, he's one of the, a fine writer as well. All right, Grace Baker, we'll check in with you guys. Caleb Park, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, we will be, um, folks, it's going to be very fluid today as we, um, as we have our first day of coverage at CPAC. Earlier today, I was on the main stage moderating a discussion between the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Scott Perry, and also another uh, bona fide (laughs) member of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, that individual by the name of Congressman Ralph Norman. And you've seen both of them or you've heard both of them on our radio program um, over the years. And they're really doing a terrific job and waving that, that conservative banner. And we had a very frank discussion today about what exactly conservatives need to do to fight back against Joe Biden. And Congressman Scott Perry, he shared something as I I talked about the many failures of Joe Biden and the Biden administration. And it was interesting because Congressman Scott Perry says he doesn't believe that these are failures. He believes these are intentional attacks on America. He believes that, that there is a grand scheme here. A There's something much bigger, much broader at play. And he believes this is all part of an attempt to weaken our nation. 
So he says, yes, Joe Biden may be addled. He may be somewhat comatose. But the reality is that Joe Biden and whoever is controlling the White House, and we haven't been shy about saying it's either Susan Rice and or Barack Hussein Obama, but whoever is pulling the strings, this is all intentional. And as Congressman Ralph Norman said from the main stage, the only reason Biden is still in power is the Democrats don't want Giggles, which is his nickname for Kamala Harris. They don't want Giggles Harris in the Oval Office. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. Do you believe that the Democrats are being intentional here? Do you believe the attacks, the assault on America, allowing the Chinese to fly a spy balloon across all of our major military uh, military installations? Do you believe this is all intentional? Or do you believe that Joe Biden really is daffy? So our telephone number again, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, just a few moments ago, Senator Marsha Blackburn dropped by, and here's a little bit of that interview. All right, uh, dropping by our position on Radio Row, the great senator from my home state, Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. And, uh, Senator, you had the crowd going today. What a, what a fun day at CPAC. <laughs> well, it is. And as we said, our segment was human trafficking, cartels, and beyond the China balloon. Because you look at how the Chinese Communist Party and the Mexican cartels are in cahoots. And you look at the how this fentanyl crisis is is unique to the United States. And all of that fentanyl is coming out of China, Mexico, cartels, and into our communities. And what was your reaction yesterday when President Biden actually laughed at a woman uh, because of the fentanyl uh, issue and losing losing children as a result of that? He needs to apologize to that family immediately. I thought that was uh, in very poor taste. I thought it was almost a moment of ridicule of the, the sadness. And I cannot imagine, as a mom and a grandmom, I cannot imagine... Imagine the trauma and heartbreak of losing both of uh, my children. I just can't. When, when you look at, at the, the, the drug addiction in this country and the drugs coming across our border in Memphis, the crime rates are just off the charts, deadliest city, most dangerous city in America. Uh, what is your message to people in Tennessee about the policies of these Democrats? Well, they need to look at how the issue of the cartels and the drug trafficking, human trafficking, gangs, all of that fits together and uh, pushing these gangs into our cities and they are driving up the crime rates, the drug dealers. And, you know, Todd, the thing is, when you talk to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation or of any state, they will tell you the cartel has a presence in our state. The cartel is active in our state. So in our communities, these Mexican cartels now have put down roots and have established themselves and have their hubs for trafficking drugs and people. Senator, you've got thousands of red-blooded patriots uh, here that they want to be active, they want to be engaged. What is your message to them? What can the average As I said from the stage today, it is imperative in 2024 that we get everybody educated, registered to vote, and to the polls to vote. Got to do it. All right, Senator. Got to do it. Great seeing you. You too.
All right, there you go, folks. And it's sort of like being at CPAC. It's sort of like driving 120 miles an hour down the interstate, and you never know who's going to jump into the car with you. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun as uh, as we have folks drop by and uh, and talk about CPAC, talk about the future of America. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope that you hear on this program that we are always hopeful. Yes, there is some horrible stuff happening in this country, no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, we're going to get through it together. All right, we've got to take a break here. We're going to be taking your phone calls, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Live from CPAC, this is the Todd Starden Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. And welcome back to CPAC at Washington, D.C. I'm Todd Starnes. Great to have you with us as we begin two full days of coverage of one of the most important conservative gatherings in the nation. Of course, CPAC has long been known as the Super Bowl for conservatives. And what happens here is going to have an impact nationwide. Literally thousands of people from all over America are, are here for three days of great speeches, workshops, and really to come out energized and 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 revved up for 2024. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, one of one of the big big issues that that has been discussed here in uh, here at CPAC has been crime, and this has been an issue facing just about every city, every community across the nation. As these district attorneys that were funded by George Soros are literally letting criminals out of jail. Now there was an effort in Atlanta, in the Atlanta suburbs of Buckhead, to secede from the city. Uh, Buckhead is a very wealthy area of Atlanta, and the citizens there have been hit especially hard with crime and with criminals. And their argument is that while they're paying perhaps the most the most taxes in the entire city, they're getting the least city services. So the good people of Buckhead decided we are going to petition the state house to secede from Atlanta. Now, you would think this would not be a a problem, especially since Georgia is controlled by Republicans. Uh, 
But word coming out now that Governor Brian Kemp is going to stand in the way of whatever secession effort comes up. This is the headline from Fox News. Georgia Governor Kemp deals blow to Buckhead suburb trying to secede from Atlanta over violent crime. And the story goes on to outline how the governor's cohorts in the state house are trying to stop this from happening. Now, they're supposed to be voting today in the state legislature on this, but there is a big, big problem. And the problem is coming from the governor's office. And I'm curious to know, ladies and gentlemen, especially those of you who are listening to us in Georgia, and we have a lot of listeners in the Atlanta area, should the people of Buckhead, or for that matter, should any suburban city that is not being protected from the criminals, should they be allowed to secede from their cities? And that kind of an issue has been talked about all over the country. In California, you look at what's happening in Idaho and Washington State right now, Oregon, even in Memphis, Tennessee, where people have already started talking about a plan to possibly secede from Memphis. So you've got all these suburban towns and communities that are wanting to pull out and form their own county. And the same argument can be heard in every single one of these communities. They're paying their taxes. They're paying their fair share. And yet the reality is they're not getting the same city services that other parts of the cities are getting. So is that the right approach here? 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Very disappointing that Brian Kemp is not bending over backwards to accommodate, to take care of the good people of Buckhead, Georgia. But this is where we are right now. And it's, and it's appalling when you think about it that you've got all these Republicans out there. And we, we talked about this on the main stage earlier. The problem is that you don't have enough true conservatives within the Republican Party. Go back to what happened when Kevin McCarthy was waging that fierce battle to become the next Speaker of the House. Only 20 Republicans, only 20 conservatives had the courage to stand up and push back against the establishment. So the cold hard reality here, folks, is we need more true conservatives on Capitol Hill. And I hope that's really one of the messages coming out of this gathering is that we've got to start doing our homework. When you're going to run for office, you, your whole life, your political life, your ideologies, your beliefs, everything, everything is on the table and should be investigated. But this is where we are. We are where we are right now because we haven't been able to do that. And so we'll be talking with Congressman Ralph Norman about that a little bit later, and also Congressman Scott Perry, who has something to say about impeachment. Now, you heard Speaker McCarthy a couple of months back say that he doesn't believe Joe Biden has done anything that would warrant impeachment. But I contend, and I made this argument on the main stage earlier today at CPAC, that the mere fact that Joe Biden and his administration knew and allowed a Chinese spy balloon to cross over our nation and take photographs of all of our major military installations was a direct violation of his oath of office. 
he had a responsibility to take out that balloon. And he did not do it until after all the damage had been done. So it seems to me, if you're looking for something to impeach the president on, violating his oath of office to protect us from all enemies, foreign and domestic, is right up there on the list. So how about it? Do you believe that Joe Biden should be impeached over that? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, be sure to check out ToddSterns.com, all of our social media platforms. We're going to be posting a lot of photographs, so you'll be able to get a a bird's-eye view of what's happening here at CPAC. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starns. And welcome back to CPAC. I'm Todd Stearns. We are so glad to have you with us today, providing you with two days of coverage of CPAC here in our nation's capital. And uh, joining us uh, here at the on Radio Row, uh, two guys that were just uh, up on the main stage. We have Congressman Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina. And guys, uh, you two brought down the house today. We'll start with you. Uh, uh, we had a, we had a great uh, we had some great questions. From a guy that knows the issues and knows how to how to steer the conversation, it was it was it must be encouraging for you guys because I know Congressman Norman, you're out there, and uh, all of you guys in the Freedom Caucus, man, you're just taking the arrows every single day, and now to be among the these folks. Well, it is Todd, and, and to see you know the enthusiasm. They're not just sitting there sitting on their hands when uh, Scott and I spoke. They reacted, and it's, it's everyday American issues, freedom. And to see them here, to see them voice their opinion, you see the halls. You see the, uh, the, the, the people from all walks of life. And it just encourages us to do more of the same, and it puts a weight on our shoulders to make sure we enlist others to fight the fight. And uh, it's a great feeling, but it's a, it's a responsibility that we have. You know, we, we talked about impeachment, and, and I loved your answer because, you know, I think there are many in the Republican Party that think that this is some sort of a noble little 
fist fight. This is a street fight we're in right yeah, now. We're, we're, we're in a, a steel cage death match is what we're in, Todd Starnes. And uh, look, the left uses every single tool, and we're still trying to stick to the Queensberry rules. Look, the Republic is in trouble, and I'm not saying we stoop to their level, but we have tools in you know in, in our tool chest here, and we need to use every single one and quit acting like they're going to treat us kindly or that uh, you know we'll get them next time. There isn't any next time. Now is the time. It's the only time we have. Do you agree with that, Congressman? Absolutely. You know, to see what we see, a lot of what the damage they're doing, it's going to be tough to roll back. The runway is short, and we don't have the time to see if they like us. We don't care if they like us. If they agree with what we're putting forward, uh, it will shock us. But we're ready for the fight, and we're ready to take it to the American people. The people you see out here today will be the biggest cheerleaders for getting this country on a financial track of financial security, and it's a great feeling. And that's something we didn't talk a lot about on the on the stage today, but you've got the debt ceiling fight looming here, and that's going to be a big test for the Speaker of the House. Congress. It is going to be a big, well, it's, it's a big test for all of us, and unfortunately, you know, look, let's set the stage, right? In December, uh, up against this, uh, you know, the spending limit, the uh, the Democrats passed $1.7 trillion in, in unaccounted for spending. We don't have the dollars for it. And then literally days later, Janet Yellen comes out and says, oh, we have this debt crisis. They could have solved it three days before that. And now they think they come to the Republicans and say, well, it's your responsible, the responsibility to pay for pay the bill. This is like having a child with a credit card that maxed it way out, crashed the car, burned the hotel room down, and they come to the dad and say, you pay the bill. Well, you know, the dad might say, that's my child. I'm responsible for the paying the bill, but I'm not giving you the card back. I don't know what, what they're serving in the buffet over at the Gaylord, but I want what Congressman Perry's been having for breakfast. He's saying it exactly right. He's putting it in everyday terms, but that's where we are. Yeah. Our house is on fire, and if you think we can keep the same course that we've had by, um, by, by both Democrat and Republican presidents, administrations, we can't. And thank God we've got 20 people who are ready to fight, and I think, thank God, uh, we will have to show the American people who will bring the other... Uh, votes here, I think, to get the job done, because we can't fail with this. Uh, America is too important. And as I said, where do we go if we lose America? It's a great question. And, and again, you're, you're going to have the, the challenge here is you will have members of your own party fighting against you on this. Oh, well, unfortunately, me and Ralph saw that front and center. We had, look, Ralph and I walked into the conference on Monday morning, speakers, or uh, Tuesday morning, the speaker's vote was at noon. And people stood there and told one person in my conference, a Republican, a fellow member, said, your presence disgusts me, right? And me and Ralph, were, we were threatened by another member who said, you're all going to be taken off of every committee. I mean, look, we got, t- we got thick skins. Ralph and I didn't come there to make friends. We came there to save the Republic. We're not mad at anybody, but we're not going to be intimidated by these. The, these are words. They don't, look, our country's important to us. Is that, that, so that happened. That, that level of disgust. Oh yeah, because now we're getting to the to the heart of the matter. Uh, again, it, every dollar that's spent in Washington D.C. has got an advocate for it, but we're spending more than we we're we got a spending problem. We don't have an income problem. And as, as Scott said, it's a fight, and it hurts people's feelings. But I don't. We don't care. Uh, the country is worth saving, and it cannot keep the path we, we, that we've been on. And it, unfortunately, the. What you will see in the coming weeks and months will be a front row seat to a battle. 
And that's where we need the American people to get behind us. And with the budget we'll propose, I think the American people will like, and they'll, they will, I think they'll get behind us. And, and people need to be calling their elected leaders up on Capitol Hill. Not just calling, meeting with. Take four or five, meet with them. Yeah. Hold them accountable. We're spending a dollar thirty for every dollar we take in. We're taking in record revenue. And President Biden, his answer to is, I won't negotiate. You're just going to keep paying the bill. No, we're not. Mm. All right. Congressman Scott Perry, Congressman Ralph Norman joining us here on Radio Row at CPAC. Congressman Perry, you said something that uh, made me smile a little bit when you were talking about pronouns. That's that's become a major issue here, and I just contend it's all part of the chaos that they that they want to uh, throw on our country. Uh, but what I found fascinating, even in Tennessee, where we've taken the we've taken a pretty hard line approach on this, even Democrats agree with us on these issues here, and I think that maybe we'll be able to find some common ground on Capitol Hill. Well, I sure dance. hope we can. I mean, it's insanity when you meet someone and uh, you're, you're worried that uh, you're either going to lose your job or be thrown in jail for using a, a pronoun. It's, it, this is the absurdity. I, I just read something yesterday about a library program where a person is speaking and it says they this, they that. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, are there more than one? No, this is like, you know, that's why I talk about standards. You know, the English language I used had a plural and a singular. Just use the pronoun, dude. We're going back to the Tower of Babel. Well, and to have a Supreme Court justice who can't describe uh, what a woman is. You know, is ridiculous, and to have a uh, a judge who cannot explain the meaning of any of our Constitution, uh, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, is that's what we've gone to. That's why we do what we do, and that's why we've got to take it to the American people and just show how far it's come. And, and again, Congressman Perry, this you say that there's there's something to all of this. I don't think these things are not just isolated incidents. There's a bigger picture going on. What do you think is going on? Well, it's the uh, it's the kind of the takeover, the Marxist takeover of the United States of America. It's the globalist and the control uh, sector of of the population that thinks they know better than all the rest of us. All us people down here, we're the rabble. You know, we we're not refined, and they'll make the decisions for us. And and they found a way. They've seen a way because, quite honestly, we've been asleep at the switch for too long, and 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 tried to compromise with these fe- people. I use the the healthcare industry as the example. They crashed the system, then took. They're interested in doing that in, in the transportation system. They're interested in doing, they're trying to do it in the academic system. Every single place you turn, the left and the Marxists are there with this program of government control of your life. And, and you know, people say, well, maybe I don't need a gas stove instead of saying, who in the heck is this government to tell me whether I buy a gas stove, an electric stove, or cook on sticks that I get out in the yard? None of their business. It's a, it's a, it's a fair point. Uh, before we let you go, guys, I know, uh, Congressman, that you're a big fan of Nikki Haley. Um, the I don't I, I haven't asked you, Congressman Perry, but who you're throwing in for just yet. But how important is it for the people wanting to run for the White House? How important is it for those Republicans to be here at CPAC? It's important for them to come if they wish. Uh, I don't know why the ones that, that have not shown up. That's up for them. But uh, Nikki Haley is who I've seen what she's done as governor. We've got an attractive array of candidates. Let's showcase each one of them. They will carry out the, the Trump policies that made him so successful. And more importantly, they'll fight for freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is one of the one of the important. 
important events, but there's a whole bunch of them. And these ta- these folks' times, it's a big country, right? And there's a big constituency out there. We've got to have the best candidates and the best exchange of ideas that will save this republic. We're not Democrats. We don't march in lockstep. We don't take orders from somebody on high. We go out and present our ideas, and we compete fairly in this arena. And, and that's what Republicans are about. And, and so this is just part of that. There's plenty of time to figure this out, Todd. And I think it makes everybody stronger, even yeah. President Trump. You know, he needs to get back into the game and uh, and go. Uh, look, I think it's great. But but again, this, uh, to your point, it shows the strength and the diversity of this of this party. And I think that's a great yeah, thing. Yeah, talking about diversity, that's exactly the diversity of ideas. And we all have to earn that's it every it. day. There's no coronations here. And yeah, we right. have to showcase it. Yeah, you're right. We do. All right. Guys, that, by the way, y'all were, that was a lot of fun up there on that stage. I did. So, it was. It we was had a great right. host. Yes, sir. Right, thank guys, you. God, God bless you. you. All right. Congressman you. Scott Perry, Congressman Ralph Norman, ladies and gentlemen. I got to catch and a plane. We've got to take a break here. 844 747 Again, that is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Who are you liking? Who do you like for 2024? Nikki Haley fans out there. You have Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump. Who's your guy? All right, 844-747-8868. From CPAC, this is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. And uh, by the way, you'll be able to listen to all of our interviews that we're doing here at CPAC on our podcast. And you can download that podcast over at toddsterns.com. It's free, will not cost you a penny. And that's just something that uh, you know we like to do for, we like to do for you. Also, uh, be sure to sign up for our newsletter, our, our journalism team. They are here, boots on the ground, and they're doing a lot of interviews with folks, and you're going to be able to be, you'll be able to read those over at toddstarns.com. Coming up in the next hour, Mary Walter is going to be here, host of the Mary Walter uh, radio podcast. Also, our good friend Jeffrey Lord is going to drop by, and Kimberly Fletcher, Moms for America, is going to be here. So a lot of still ahead here at CPAC in Washington, D.C. And going back to the point of uh, the point Congressman Scott Perry was was making that we've got to play hardball here, folks. This is not this is not some sort of a cakewalk. This is not some sort of a cotillion. This is a street fight for the heart and the soul of the country. And it doesn't mean you have to be mean and nasty, but what it does mean is that you've got to be able to stand your ground. And if the Democrats are setting the rules of, of engagement, then let's play by those rules of engagement. And there, the time for nice is long gone now. And I'm glad to hear the congressman say what he said today. It needed to be said, and we need more people up on Capitol Hill that are following that mantra. And it I, again, it's just shocking to hear. Maybe it shouldn't be that all that shocking, but it's shocking to hear that fellow Republicans are calling out the, the members of the House Freedom Caucus and say that they're they're disgusting, uh, that they're not going to be getting committee assignments. In other words, they're going to punish members of the House Freedom Caucus for doing the will of the people. That's the whole point of the House Freedom Caucus. This is one of the reasons why they have been so successful in spite of their small numbers. 
is because they are living up to the promises they made to the American people. Seems to me we need more people like that on Capitol Hill. But again, this is where we are right now in Republican politics, and this is why meetings like CPAC are so vitally important, because we have to mobilize. As a matter of fact, uh, just in front of me, I'm seeing a group of people wandering by with uh, these um, star-spangled suits on that say proud Texan. This is the kind of excitement, this is the kind of camaraderie uh, that that we're seeing here in the hallways. And it's a very busy uh, hallway here on Radio Row as uh, folks drop by and say hello and wave. So it's been a lot of fun. We've already met a lot of our great listeners. Uh, So we're keeping tabs. Uh, We've run into several folks from Detox Station out in North Carolina. That's the Moorhead City area. Also, Gainesville, Georgia, you've got about five or six folks from WDUN who have dropped by. So we're excited, and um, we're excited uh, to see all of them, including a couple of friends of Joe from Ella J. So I don't know how that guy does it, but Joe from Ella J knows everybody in America. I don't know how that works out, but it does. Now, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be playing some audio um, from Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, who did a terrific job yesterday calling out Attorney General Merrick Garland. And we talked a little bit about this during our panel discussion earlier today. What Josh Hawley did and what Senator Ted Cruz did, every senator needs to do that. That is the blueprint for how to go after this administration. And you need to understand that Joe Biden has weaponized this federal government to come after conservatives and especially pro-lifers. And I deeply appreciate Senator Hawley from Missouri, Senator Cruz from Texas, standing up and saying, you know what, this is not right, and we're going to hold you accountable. So we're going to play some of that audio coming up in the next hour of the program. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Um, another big story that um, another big story that we've been following is what's happening in our major American cities and the rise of crime. That's going to be a big issue here in uh, here at CPAC, and they're going to be talking about that on the main stage quite a bit. But I'm curious to hear from you on this. We, I'm curious to know what is the answer, what is the solution here. How do you stop the crime? How do you make our great American city safe again? What is the process? How do we go about doing that? Now, a lot of people have a lot of theories on this. But here's mine. And I'm not sure if it's going to be all that popular. But it seems to me the biggest issue, and I'm not quite sure, if you've got a, let's just say you've got a 10 or 11 or 12-year-old, and they've already been arrested five or six times. I think, I'm think i not sure you can save that child. Well, no, I'm not talking about like a spiritual salvation. I'm just saying I don't think, I don't think that child, everybody's redeemable. Don't get me wrong here. But I'm not sure you can make that child change his ways. So what we have to do is teach moms and dads how to be moms and dads again. I, I think that's the bigger problem here. And we also have to illustrate, we have to demonstrate that if you commit a crime, you will do time. And it will be painful, it will be brutal. 
all, th- this nonsense of just locking people up and letting them sit in the cells and watch TV and play video games. No, we got to stop that nonsense. Make them work. Put them out in the fields. That's what we ought to be doing. The old chain gangs. You want to make prison the most detestable place on the planet. And the reason why you want to do that is to make sure nobody nobody wants to go there. You know, a lot of these criminals, they don't have anywhere else to go. So they're going to go out, commit a crime, and uh, they're going to get a, 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 a little place to stay. They're going to get a cot, maybe a pillow. No, I know it's not a my pillow, but it doesn't matter. And they're going to get three hot meals a day. They don't care. So we've got to make people, we've got to make prisons the most horrific places on the face of the earth. Places where you would never want to go. And maybe just maybe that might start swaying the needle a little bit. All right, folks, we've got to take a break here, pay some bills. When we come back, lots of great guests. Mary Walter is going to be here. Jeffrey Lord, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show, live from CPAC. Casting live from CPAC, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. This is Hour 2 underway. We are broadcasting live from our position here on Radio Row. And we've got the whole team here. We have Grace Baker, Caleb Park, Alan Morrow, our great writers. And uh, you never know who is going to drop by, uh, who, is, uh, who is going to sit down in the, uh, in the almighty chair here on Radio Row. And right now we're very honored to have with us the great Lieutenant Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Winsome Sears. Welcome to the program. Uh, I don't know about great, but thank you. I'm glad to be here, Todd. You know, this is, they call it the the Super Bowl for conservative politics, but it has to be encouraging for you. You're out there fighting for conservative principles every day. Mm -hmm. Not exactly easy, especially in places like Loudoun County. Uh, But then you come here and uh, describe it for our audience. Well, being here is like home base, you know. Just like when you're a kid and you touch the base and, and, and now you can go fight some more. Then you come back to home base, get some more energy. You can go back out and fight. And that's what being here feels like. you know. And you may not agree with everybody 100%. But, you know, hey, we got 90% agreement. Let's keep it going. But there are these shared values. And mm. I think really when you look at the, the victory that you and Governor Youngkin had um, just not that long ago... A yeah. lot of that had to do with the basics. Mom, dad, the family. What does it Common mean to be a sense. family? Common sense. Uh, you, you know, when I first started out in my campaign three years ago, my gosh, that's what it feels like. Um, I was all about education because I knew that education will lift all boats. My dad came to America with a dollar seventy-five. The only thing that got him out of poverty was education. And now he's comfortably retired. So I, I led with that. And then, of course... Everybody else started picking up on it, 
And then we started seeing all the nonsense coming out, the CRT, all the socialism, the Marxist stuff, mixed in with the genuine uh, historical nature of slavery that we experience. You know, they all piggyback on what has happened to black people to say, and that's why we're going to do X, Y, and Z. No, I don't think so. Slavery is one thing. Marxism, that's something else. And even in Memphis, Tennessee, which is, you know, this that's our flagship home, my hometown of Memphis, where they're having the debate right now over things like reparations. And these are issues, and I think to your point uh, about Marxism, these are issues that are not really about race. These are just meant to divide us as a it's people. It's absolutely about division because, you see, if you can keep the populace at each other's throats, then somebody comes in and they're the savior. How many times do we have to see these kinds of revolutions before we understand they never work? These kinds of revolutions, once they run out of uh, the, the, your enemies, they turn on themselves. Just ask Robespierre and everybody else. So we're not doing that. This is not what America is about. This is not why people are dying, literally dying to come into this country. You know, they don't believe that nonsense that we're, you know, xenophobic and homophobic and whatever phobic, whatever. Now we're some Christian nationalists. I mean, no matter what it is, they, the, the other side, these Democrats throw labels on us. We're, we're not going to let that. You had a historic victory in, in Virginia, but, but at the heart of it, I think, is, this, is Ronald Reagan's vision of this mm. big tent party mm-hmm. where people of all faiths, people of all skin colors, uh, all backgrounds can come together and, and agree that this really is the most exceptional nation on the planet. This is why my father came, and my father came when there were real dog whistles. He came... I think, what, 17 days before Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech. And so for those people who say, you know, black people can't do this, black people can't do that, you know, just get away from me with that because here I am. I am second in command in the former capital of the Confederate States. Don't tell me that America is the same. I tell you what I know, Todd, is if we're not careful, it's not 1963 when my father first came. It's 1984 sobering words and lieutenant governor we know you're a very busy lady here on radio row we thank you for dropping by congratulations and thank you for standing up for our great country awesome thank you all right lieutenant governor winsome sears ladies and gentlemen from the great commonwealth of virginia Uh, you just never know who's going to drop by and uh, that that's how it goes here as um, as we continue our first day uh, on radio row here at cpac All right, 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And if I can describe the scene in front of me uh, here on Radio Row, uh, Winston Sears just got up, and Kat Kamick, the uh, great congresswoman from Florida, uh, is about to drop by. uh, But they're having a little meet-and-greet right now, and I suspect they're going to be getting a photograph. But this is is what happens uh, here at CPAC, just the spot spontaneity of it all. Again, uh, folks, we're taking your calls. Maybe you have a question that you want one of our um, one of our folks to answer here at CPAC. What do you believe the answer is to retaking America and restoring traditional American values? Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Again, that toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. 
8868. Of course, our whole team is here. We have Grace Baker, uh, Caleb Parker, managing editor of ToddStearns.com. You read his work every day. And Alan Morrow, uh, our Liberty University intern. And, of course, you read his uh, work as well. All right, here's what we're going to do, Kyle. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come well, hold on a second. We're not going to take a quick break, uh, but we are waiting for Kat Kamek uh, to join us uh, here in just a matter of moments uh, at our position here on Radio Row. Earlier today at CPAC, I had the honor of moderating a panel with two members of the House Freedom Caucus, Congressman Scott Perry and also Congressman Ralph Norman. And uh, there were about, I would say, 1,500, 2,000 people in the room already this morning. And folks are fired up. I can tell you that. The crowd here is energized. They are excited. They are encouraged. There are no sad faces here. Lots of smiles. Lots of people that are willing to take a stand and fight back and reclaim our great nation. And uh, it was just a wonderful moment. By the way, you're going to be able to listen to that speech um, on our podcast. We're going to be uploading that uh, sometime today, so you'll be able to watch the interview, listen to the interview uh, that I moderated between the two uh, congressmen. All right, again, our telephone number, 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let the party start because Kat Kamek is here uh, from the 3rd Congressional District in Florida. Congresswoman, great to have you with us. Hey, so good to be with you. My goodness, it's it's a big party (laughs) here in Washington. It is an amazing party in Washington. Not only are people fired up, they're excited, they're having a good time. They're making memories and connections with people who the, they'll know for the rest of their lives that feel the same way they do, really care about their country, love their country. It's and, cool. And, you know, really because of the China virus pandemic, the CPAC was out, uh, what, Texas and Florida. Yeah. It's nice to be back in Washington, D.C. Yeah, you know, I think there's such a, a convenience factor for some of the speakers because, you know, we work in Washington, D.C and it's kind of a central hub. That's nice. Uh, I, of course, I was a little partial to the Florida one, having it in my backyard. <laughs> but it's so nice to have everyone here and back together once again. Let's talk about the agenda because people seem to be very excited, very encouraged, and I think yeah. coming off of the somewhat disappointing midterm. But, hey, you guys reclaimed the House of Representatives. We did. And, and I do know that people are charged up about that. What's, yeah. what's your message here for, for folks? You know, last night I spoke to several hundred activists here at CPAC. I spoke again today, and my message has been this. We today only have the House of Representatives by 6,000 votes. 6,000 votes in the country is what got us the majority. That is a little too close for comfort for me. We need to expand our margins. We need to do better at getting the turnout. We had so many ballots that weren't turned in, that they weren't counted. We've got to fight the fight at the grassroots level. That's what it comes down to. And, and the bigger question, how do we get millennials engaged? How do we get those younger voters? You know, now it's not just millennials, but now Gen Z voters. Yeah. We've got to figure out a way to get those folks engaged and to the polls on election day. We have to meet people at their level. That's the thing that we have continued to miss on, is we do not meet people at their level. People say, oh, I don't want to get on social media. I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want to be on Instagram. That is where people are getting their news. That's where they're communicating. you got to meet people where they're at to hit them with the issues that they care about most. I can't do TikTok, though. I, I no. tried. I tried. <laughs> no. it just, that's not a good thing for me. That no. and, and the whole Chinese spy thing, but I'm just not yeah, a good TikToker. No. I can't even Snapchat. 
But to your point, uh, Congresswoman, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of old school and a yeah. lot of the stuff we do. And I think we have to be innovative as absolutely. a party. Absolutely. You know, and on the TikTok front, absolutely. We're not going to be we're not going to go that far. You know, that that's that's a non-issue. But the thing that we don't do is we don't innovate. We don't we don't talk to the people who are cord cutters. You know, uh, my peer group, they're uh, watching Hulu. They like Snapchat. They like Instagram. They're not on Facebook. We have to meet people where they're at and talk about the issues that they care about. And I think authenticity is, is hugely, a lot too. hugely important. Uh, I think sometimes you have folks that um, may be a little older and they go talk to young folks and they just they're not true to who they are. That is such a core component of winning the message and winning the war is being true to yourself, being authentic, because the issues transcend generation. And no offense, but any 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 person my age who is a conservative and has a fade and is wearing skinny jeans, you got to rethink it. If I you're mean, wearing a man yourself. bun going and talking to conservatives, I'm a little concerned for you. Oh, my word. Amen. <laughs> on that note, uh, Congressman, we know you're very busy, and we appreciate your time. Thank and we you. always love having you on the program. You Thank do a you. great work. Thank you. So great to be with you, and let's win this thing. All right. Congresswoman Kat <laughs> Kamick from Florida, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to take a quick break. 844-747-8868. Live from CPAC. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, this entire segment is going to be on a 90-second delay. Uh, we have Mary Walter, <laughs> who has dropped by. Is that why we're on a 90-second oh, delay, yeah, because of me? Yeah. Seriously? And Kyle, our audio engineer, says hello. Hi, Kyle. How are you doing? I think he has a crush. So he's oh. crushing. So, oh, isn't that adorable? I love that. Thank you so much. You made the old lady feel good. I'm in trouble now. Can we uh, talk about the people walking by? This is the best people watching ever on the planet, because the, there's a guy in here in a suit that looks like a, a wall with his Trump hat. Look at this. Look at this right here. Look at that. He's got a British flag shirt on. Oh, that's like, right. I don't know what the heck's going on over there. There's some chick walking around. His dress is way too short, and all the men are following her. Uh, but this is amazing. This is the best. I love this. I love, love, love CPAC. Love it. It's you know, and the, you know, it's interesting. There's really nothing like this on the liberal side, right? Well, because they're miserable people. Yeah, liberals suck the fun out of everything. They're not fun people. That's why. By the way, I did see t- two paramedics come by earlier today oh. with the stretchers and everything, so I'm not quite oh, sure what really? that was about. So. Oh, well, did you see? Oh, well, they, I was going to say, see anybody go the other way All on right. it? <laughs> We've got some folks, looks like cast members from Yellowstone just yes, passed by. Yes, yes. Um, with the uh, Davy Crockett uh, jackets there. And a lot of American flag apparel, Mary Walter. A lot. You know, I do have a pair of leggings that say Trump down one leg and 45 on the other with the American flag. And I was this close <laughs> to wearing them. And my husband's like, really? You, you, people know who you are. You might want to tone that down wow. a bit. And I was like, I don't know. I, I think I might do this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, maybe next year. But, you know, but that's what I love about this. And we're joking around. But it really is a joyous event in that sense because liberals, I say all the time, liberals suck the fun out of everything. They wake up every single morning and they are offended by the time they get to the bathroom, right? Something has offended them in their world. Everybody here is nice. And there's people from all over the country, but they're here with a common interest. 
and it's a good one. I thought it was interesting. We were going backstage and doing, you know, they walk you through the kitchen. Oh, you and went all backstage. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's, it's not, I, I feel the. Pre- I, I'm in your aura. One I was really impressed by: uh, Congressman Ralph Norman and Scott Perry stopped and said hello to every single staffer that was back there, whether washing dishes or yep. cooking or whatever. Yep. And again, I think that this goes to the heart of who we are. This is not some sort of a high and mighty highfalutin party. Uh, this is a party of the people. And thanks to Donald Trump, I think it really has become a blue party, a blue collar party to some extent. I that, that seems to be a conversation that's been had a lot here because everyone's asking the question, Trump or DeSantis, Trump or DeSantis, what are you going to do? And a lot of people view DeSantis as more moderate, etc. But I think even if Trump is not the candidate, the movement that he opened up and made okay, like that he tapped into that so many people from around the country feel who love America, who want America to be great, who don't, who have, there's no shame in saying that America is a good country, right? And, and they call us racist they call us cyclical. there is every color every gender you see, there there are people here who are gay there are people who you know every stripe we are inclusive and we can't let them paint us as otherwise and that is one of the beautiful things about here is liberals would hate it free thinkers i know yes. that's a bad word and yes. some but but it really is you, it, there's a diversity of ideology here and i i love that i think that's what makes the republican party great Absolutely. But, you know, in a way, I think the Republican Party is changing. You know, when we had a Paul Ryan say he's not going to the convention or whatever if Trump's the nominee, I'm like, good, and take Mitch McConnell with you, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of you. Can, all of you can take your marbles and go home, and we won't care. I heard I heard some dirt on McConnell. I'll have to tell you in the break. I don't know if I can share this publicly, but no, it's Well, now you funny. have to. Well, I heard he, I heard he likes the—I um, hear, I hear he likes the, the wine. A lot. All right. Well, uh, th- listen, th- if that's a sin, there's a lot of people who aren't coming to heaven, all right? A really lot. <laughs> I'm just telling you. But, which is kind of shocking me from Kentucky. You would think he'd be a Kentucky, you know. I'm bourbon a bourbon guy. girl. Yeah, I really? love my bourbon. You see, you need Had to an old-fashioned last night. You see, you got to get to Memphis, and we'll take you to Old Dominic's, Ooh. which is uh, our, it's been around for over 100 years. Nice. That's, we call that good old-fashioned Tennessee sipping whiskey. Is that what you call it? I just thought you call it like breakfast well, in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> my word. Oh, boy. No, it's going to be a long day. I, I just really want to impress upon people and not to take over your, all your time. But I had never, when I, the first time I came to CPAC, I had no idea what to expect. And I keep coming back because it is just full of good people and just average people. You don't have to be, quote unquote, somebody because people will, everyone will talk to you. I was photobombing Kat Kamek. Sorry, I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah, she was. Story of my life. Somebody more important comes by. Todd's off. Like he's literally. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Mary? who didn't hear. He he was literally standing up out of his chair as I'm speaking to him, looking uh, looking around Caleb here so he can get in the picture. And I'm like, uh. Okay. All right. All right. Before That's we fine. go to break, uh, uh-huh. I have a question. And you're going to stick around because we have Jeffrey Lord coming up. All right. He's just a great guy. Did DeSantis make a mistake by not coming? Yes, 100%. He should be here. Whether he's running for president or not, he should be here. Because if he doesn't, he's ceding. What he's saying, to, I think, to a lot of people here is, I'm ceding this to the Trump faction. And it shouldn't be a Trump faction. This should be a common goal. And I think we all have a common goal. Whether you support DeSantis or Trump, the goal is still the same. And by not coming here, the ne- I, I think he 
made a huge mistake. That's just me. I mean, look, even Ralph Norman's here, and he's a Nikki Haley supporter. So Yay. I mean, you know that he, I think he may be the Nikki Haley supporter. He's one percent. <laughs> she's very <That's>, nice. <laughs> she's very nice. Very nice. She's not winning. She's not going to go anywhere. And I think it's we all know it. And God bless her. But is that what you're saying, South? Is God that what you're saying? God bless her heart. Yeah, yeah. In Jersey, we just got. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> not winning. Good. Yeah. You know, the thing about bless your heart, it can it really has a double meaning. You can either be oh, you know, sympathetic or you can, you know. Either be, kindly telling you to go somewhere or do yeah. something to and, yourself that's not possible. And only the Southern woman possible. knows. You can't No, everyone knows that. Really? Oh, oh, what do you mean? Only the Southern woman well, knows. knows which version. Oh, which. Oh, okay. Okay. They're very smart like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got to take a break. 844-747-8868. Did DeSantis make a mistake by not coming to CPAC? We'll be right back, America. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Hour two underway here at CPAC Live on Radio Row. And Alan Morrow, who is our Liberty University uh, intern, student worker, joining us. Alan, you drove up from Lynchburg and First time at CPAC? Todd, this is my first CPAC ever, and it's been a blast. This is so much fun. So, you know, you heard Mary Walter just say a few minutes ago, this is all about people watching. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you observe so many different people. You'll see, like, a famous person and then somebody, like, running after them. And people from all over the place are gathered here together today, and it's really neat. So, have you seen anybody? Uh, who? I mean, let's talk about celebrities. Uh, Caleb Park and uh, Grace Baker, of course. Of course. And Todd Storm and Mary Walter. Yeah. But then, last night, we saw Kimberly Guilfoyle. I saw Steve Bannon walk by, Don Jr. I actually almost bumped into Mike Lindell while I was walking to get coffee earlier. Now, do you have a my pillow by any chance? I do have a my pillow. So we were we had this conversation over breakfast, but I real I didn't pack my my pillow, and I did not sleep well last night. I felt the same way. I thought about bringing my my pillow, but I thought you know what the hotel will have plenty, and I wish I had. Of course, it could have been the brisket that we ate at midnight after we all got here at the airport from the airport. So that could have been it. That was a late dinner, and at the time it seemed like a good idea, but it might not have been. Around four thirty this morning, it was not a good idea. Exactly. You know, Alan, you're a young conservative, a journalist. Uh, what's your take on the mood here, and and what people are talking about in the hallways? It seems like a lot of people are really fired up, and it seems like people are united. You got a lot of people from a lot of different organizations and different sects within the conservative movement, but they're all. It all seems like here today we're united and getting ready to go into the election season as one force. I think it's really encouraging. S e c t s, not s e x. Yes, sex. Just want to make sure because we have Liberty University people wandering around. So you know, I know you're not allowed to talk about. I was wondering where he was going with that. Right. Thank you. I'm back. Sorry. This is what happens when people you have free people on. We're across the bar, so I know exactly where you're at. I can go get you a fifteen dollar ham sandwich over there <laughs> it's a look it's capitalism <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> oh my word sorry uh, i didn't mean to jump no, in you're good. no jump back in uh but but mary to to alan's point you know and i'm trying to figure out how do we how do we attract younger voters to the republican party that is going to be a big thing moving forward a hundred percent, but, and I, I don't know how old you are, but my nieces are in their, you know, mid-twenties. One's a, one's a junior in college and the other two are, are older. Um, and I see the pendulum swinging the other way. 
Uh, they, you know, my, and a lot of it comes down to parenting. You know, my my nieces had jobs. My brother, when they were sixteen, took one thing away from them that they really wanted and said, "Now you have to pay for it yourself." Right? Because of, and so they all got jobs and they all knew it was coming, but they have such a good work ethic because they understand what it means to earn money, and I think we need to bring some of that back. So I think you've got to go at it from parenting uh, is, is one is I think the main thing, and I also think if you want to be a rebel, oh my gosh, be against the establishment, right? Be Bernie Sanders in the '60s, be anti-establishment. I think you bring up a great point, and noticing with my friends. Those of us who are in college and work and had jobs in high school and understand the value of the dollar and have seen uh, the government take money out of our paycheck, we're, we, we understand a lot more about what that means. But so many college kids right now, they're going to woke schools, they're not working, mommy and daddy are paying for it, and yep. they're getting this indoctrination and never understanding the value of the dollar or hard work. My favorite day at Fox News, we'd hire all these young kids right out of journalism school, Syracuse, a lot of the Ivy Leagues. And a lot of people don't realize that most of the staff at Fox, the, the ones you don't see on TV, are raging liberals. And oh. it's just New York City. It's the way it is. So I, I'm not making a statement about Fox. It's just the way it is. So anyway, they get their first paycheck. And you can see the look on their face. They're like, well, wait a second. What's a city income tax? And what's a state income tax? And what's this, uh, what's this Social Security? And I'm like, let me tell you about the Republican Party. And it's at that moment when you're able to convert people over to the Republican way of life. To, to both of your points, I tell this story all the time, and it is 100% true. My first paycheck... Um, I, I didn't understand gross and net. And so I asked my dad, and I could tell you where we were sitting in the kitchen. And I, and I go, I don't understand this. I go, what's gross? He goes, well, gross is the amount you earned. I'm like, yeah, I got that. I go, but what's net? And why is my check only for that? He goes, well, this here is for people who didn't save for retirement. So you have to pay for that. And this is for people who didn't save for medical care. So you have to pay for that. And then I was, and by the end of it, I was like, and I hand it got you. I look at him and go, but that's not fair. And he goes, welcome to the Republican Party. <laughs> there you go. Now, Alan, you're at Liberty University, which has traditionally been a conservative school. I have to imagine it is a conservative school. What is the mindset uh, of, stu- of young people your age? Because you're, what, in your early 20s? I I'm 21. To- 21. All right. So what are people your age at Liberty? Are they of your mindset? The vast majority of people at Liberty that are my age are very conservative. And a lot of my friends are really politically involved. However, you do have this side of evangelicalism that's scared to talk about politics and doesn't, doesn't even want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And I, I completely disagree with that. I think the church absolutely needs to be engaged in talking about these issues. Uh, but there's a mix, but largely very conservative, very pro-life. I hate to do this, but we have to boot you out now because <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey's Ward, here. Yes, so go away, young conservative. We don't want to hear from you anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks so All much, right. Don. Alan Morrow. Uh, Alan, thank you. And uh, we're going to get Jeffrey Lord uh, in here. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, and, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is live coverage from CPAC on Radio Row. You, it's it's organized chaos here. Jeffrey Barely. Lord, Mary Don't understate things. <laughs> <laughs> we've 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 spoken before, but we've, I don't think we've met in person. But no. we've been on the air together before. But I watch you. <laughs> oh, on Newsmax. Yes. Oh wow! Yes. I'm honored. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. You so Jeffrey, we we do have to talk about the escalator incident because people are talking. <laughs> I heard about this. Uh, and just, Todd, I just wanted, uh, for the audience's sake, I I was going down an escalator, and Todd was across the way coming up, and he gave me a a shout-out, and I thought, well, 
I'll quickly go up and say hi. So I then proceeded to try and walk up the down escalator to no progress, and I thought, I'm going to kill myself for Todd Starnes. What what could be better than that? Until the security guard came along. <laughs> did the security guard really come along to tell him to no, stop yeah, doing yeah, it? No, no way. Yeah, he was on the escalator, so there went Jeffrey. So I thought, oh. I, I have to tell you, I am deeply disappointed that not one millennial here whipped out their phone and got a video of this. Not one. No, I was horrified. I didn't know what was going to happen. So. That's why you video it. Well, I wasn't <laughs> far from the top. And I thought, well, this could be easy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this, but the thing with escalators is they keep moving. <laughs> Good point. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is so funny. Jeffrey, you've been uh, you've been covering conservative politics for a long time. I'm curious to get your bead. Yes, we're kind of in the early stages of CPAC, but what's the mood? What do you what do you sense? It's great, and I can tell you a story. In, I believe it was 1975, I was working in the Pennsylvania State Senate, newly out of college, and I heard about this thing that was being organized called CPAC. So I went to it. It was the first meeting. It was in uh, Washington. Uh, There were about 200 people in the ballroom of the Shoreham Hotel, and our featured speaker was some former California governor named Ronald something. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, wow, it was great. And I, you know, became hooked on that. And now, the very fact that we are at this convention center, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people here, which I think says everything you need to know about the the health of the conservative movement. People are out here. Especially in, in an off election year. So you would think the yes. crowd would be down, but they're really not. No. I mean, it's just great to see friends from all over the country again and uh, talk and compare notes and all of this kind of thing. Jeffrey, we were uh, asked Mary this question a few moments ago. Was it a mistake for Ron DeSantis not to be here? Yes, I, th- I think it was. I mean, first of all, it gave uh, President Trump an opening to, uh, to criticize him. And uh, I just think it was un- unnecessary. I mean, I realized that he might think, well, there's a lot of Trump people here. There are. But if you're going to run for president, you're going to run into your opponent's supporters somewhere along the line. That's the way it works. I, you know, my whole take on the Trump versus DeSantis thing. I just, I, I think Trump just wants to see if if DeSantis can really take a punch. Yeah. And and not if he doesn't have a glass jaw. That, I, and I, that at least that's my. I may be wrong here, but I think that's and you that's know his thing. something that I I saw just a couple hours ago that I thought was interesting is that uh, DeSantis is catching a little flack because he was getting a favorable comment from Jeb Bush. <laughs> and, and there's also all over the Internet that George Soros endorsed him. Right? Oh, wow. Like we're hearing. I, I saw that all over the Internet. Why is George Soros endorsing Ron DeSantis? I'm like, really? Can I just say that I, I think that the... the mainstream media likes to paint the Republican Party as much more divided than it actually is. Yes, there are a lot of Trump people here. There are a lot of... But it's a movement. It's about the conservative movement, not even, you know, people say, like, oh, I'm not a conservative, I'm, I'm independent, I'm not a registered Republican, because right. I don't like to join a party of losers. So, uh, you know, but, but it, there's a movement, and that movement is bigger than Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave birth to it, but it's not just his. It's not just, you know, Trump or Ron DeSantis. This is going party. to keep, this is going to keep yes. going. Uh, 
you know, it, it, it became a thing with President Reagan. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And, and when, once he was president, he came to this every year. And, you know, it was black tie and all of this kind of thing. I think that's why we now have the Reagan dinner. Uh, as it's named on Friday nights. Uh, and Carrie Lake will be the uh, keynote speaker. Right. Yes. And, you know, you, you have to be prepared, alas, as a conservative. They get smacked in the mainstream media. They do this all the time. Sure. And in the lead-up to CPAC, they were writing negative stories in the Washington Post. And, you know, on and on this goes. And, you know, I'm just inured to it at this point. <laughs> oh, let's you... go to CPAC and see what terrible things they can say about us. But here's the thing. That's how you know you're right. Yeah. Right. If they're ignoring you, that's a problem. That's it. I, I think my, my congressman uh, is Scott Perry. And uh, I think when you, you were on with him, I think he said... Uh, you know that when you're, you know, he's a former military guy. When you're an aviator uh, and you get all this incoming fire, you know it's because you're over the target. Exactly, and I exactly. thought, well I've, said. I've got Frank Pallone and Bob Menendez, so feel sorry for him. <laughs> I've got Steve Cohen. <laughs> oh, that's really. Oh wow! Yeah, finger licking awful. Yeah, uh, that guy. Uh, well, look, guys, uh, we're going to have to take a quick break here, and we really appreciate you stopping by, Jeffrey Lord. TheJeffreyLord.com. you got to read his column every day, folks. Jeffrey, great seeing you. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to go nice ride to the escalator you. with and him. Mary Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun, guys. If you need bail, just holler. Thank All you right. so much. All right, folks, got to take a break. This is The Todd Stern Show. All right. Kyle, turn your microphone on. Kyle, back in Memphis at our flagship station. Kyle, Mary says hello. Hello, Mary. Mary Walter. So we're all going to dinner tonight. Kyle, you should. I see you should have come along. You you could have climbed on board the airplane. Still yeah. away. It is what it is. Is everything going well there, Kyle? Back in Memphis, is it kind of quiet with all of us here? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. All right, gotcha. All right, well, very good. Oh, wait a second, Mary Walter is. I can hear you. What is going on about me? Did you think I walked away? No, I didn't think you walked you away, Mary. I... People are blowing you off for dinner. What the heck, Todd? Can't we have a private moment? Does everything have to go on the air? I'm sorry, Mary. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. You're, yes, this is Kimberly Fletcher's time, not yours, Mary. It's, all right, uh, welcome. I don't know what's going on here, people. Uh, Grace, you got Grace. You're the producer. You've got a producer here. I don't know what this is all about. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Todd Stearns here at CPAC on Radio Row, and we're very honored, as always, to have Kimberly Fletcher, Moms for America, joining us. Kimberly, welcome to CPAC. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, this has been this this has to be a lot of fun for you guys because your organization has just been growing and growing and growing, and really, mom and dad has become a central theme to a lot of winning winnable elections this past election cycle. It absolutely has, and we had moms who just flooded to the polls, and I I know a lot of people have talked about how depressed they are about this last election, but this was literally the best election in my lifetime because moms showed up in mass and came out and voted for the things that mattered to them most. People that they knew, the school board members, their city council members, people that were closest to them, and then they'd leave the rest of the ticket empty. And people kept talking about, what about the split vote, split vote? I'm like, what's a split vote? It was a flipped vote. And now we just need to take them up the ballot, 
<laughs> because they're voting down. <laughs> you know, I think about Patriot Mobile and the great work they've been doing, um, you know, getting involved in some of these school board elections and these races. And I think one of the things that, that your group and others have done, you've been able to shine the light on really the heart of this issue, which is we've got to get back to the family. Uh, mom and dad matter. And if we're going to change Washington, we've got to start at home first. Yeah, and you know, it's really nice is that 2020 was like a blessing in so many ways. I know the, the COVID thing, you know, was an issue. But when you think about the big beacon light that God showed on, on all the darkness, and we're like, okay, that's what's happening. It woke parents up. It helped them realize what that what was happening that we've been saying has been happening, really is happening. And then they wanted to get involved. The other thing that it did is it helped them realize that not just what's happening in their school, but how it's connecting through the whole entire country and culture. And they all are getting more involved and active and they're voting in elections. They're getting involved in their communities. But most importantly, they're raising patriots now in their homes. And that's going to be a game changer. Moms for America. When when you have someone that, that says, I want to be a part of this, what do you, do you ask them why why did the, why and if so, what is the number one response for people wanting to get involved? Their kids. It's always their kids. The, the, you know, and moms Motherhood is the great unifier, and we all care about the same three things. Everybody cares. All moms care about the same three things. That you want your children to be safe and protected. You want them to have a good education, and you want them to have opportunities to succeed. How we think we may get those may be different based on where we come from. But those three things, they are, they are not changeable. All moms care about that. I, I, I go back to 2007, Sarah Palin at the, uh, at the Republican National Convention when she talked about her kids and being a pit bull. Uh, with lipstick. I, it brought down the house, but people understood who she was and they understood what motivated her. And you know that during that time, well, after after she uh, the election and, and you know the other folks won, <laughs> she became very, very popular among moms because when she would endorse somebody, they would know that that was somebody they could trust. So when Sarah Palin was in her heyday, as I say, every single candidate that she endorsed won. Every single one. And that's the power we have today. So I heard a rumor that you guys have relocated to Branson, Missouri. Oh, is have, this true? Have. Okay, so when you're looking across the landscape and you're thinking, where would we relocate? And it's not that Ohio wasn't great. Ohio was a great place. We love Dayton, Ohio. But we were trying to find find a place that was going to fit within our our mission well Branson, Missouri is God, Freedom, and Family 24-7, 365 days a year. So we figured that was a really good place to stop, and I really feel like God led us there. So it's because, you know, again, I never in a million years would have thought that, but it makes sense because I think you guys are close. There's like a restaurant called Lambert's. Yeah. The home the, of the, the throw the rolls. rolls. That's it. That's, it. That's uh, why we went there for the throw rolls. Hey, it's okay. It, look, I'm back in Memphis because of the barbecue. Oh, there you go. So. All right. Well, look, Kimberly, where can people go if they want to get more information about Moms for America? They can come to our website, momsforamerica.us, all of our social media platforms. Forms are there. We're on every channel. We have an app. We'd love to have you come. Momsforamerica.us. All right. Well, look, have fun. Wear sensible shoes. You're going to do a lot of walking here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and, and have, a, have a great time. Thank you. You All too. Right. It's great to see you. Definitely great to see you. Congratulations. And we really appreciate the great work Moms for America are doing. Thank All you. All right. Folks, uh, wow, we still have a ways to go. Hour three coming up. We have Congressman Mark Green, who's going to join us from the great state of Tennessee. Also checking with our friends at Campus Reform. This is the Todd Stern Show.
Broadcasting live from CPAC, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, Hour 3 underway here at CPAC in Washington, D.C., Wow, what a crazy day it's already been. And we've had some wonderful folks drop by. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears, and, of course, our good friends from the House Freedom Caucus, Scott Perry and uh, Ralph Norman, and Mary Walter, Jeffrey Lord. And we're only getting started, folks. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to be uh, chatting with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, He'll be with us, and uh, that is going to be an incredible conversation. We're going to be opening up the phone lines this hour as well, taking your telephone calls, 844-747-8868. You know, one of the themes uh, that we've been talking about for the past hour has been how we need to engage younger Americans with the conservative message. What is the most effective way to convert young people to the conservative way of thinking? And we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have a thought or an idea on that, we're going to take your call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, coming up a little bit later this hour, uh, we have our good friend Congressman Mark Green, who's going to drop by from the 7th Congressional District in Tennessee, but right now, just dropping by, a good friend of this program. It has been a long time. Penny Nance, how are you doing from Concerned Women for America? Great to see you. I could not put on my headphones because it will mess up my hair. And I am so excited to be here at CPAC and to do the pro life. I know, I know, it's an issue. But I'm here doing the pro life, doing a pro life panel at 3 30, so it's great to be here. You know, a lot of folks thought Roe v. Wade overturned it's done we're finished with that issue but now it's probably more important than ever to be engaged yes i don't know why people thought that (laughs) we always knew that really the overturn of roe just gave us ability to advocate in every single state i mean roe and casey said that we could not have prohibitions on abortion um before viability and so now that's gone and we have about 18 states that are pro-life. We have five that are uh, allow abortion up until birth. The real work has just begun. And and that real work is even within the Republican Party, where some lawmakers are saying, "Well, I'm willing to be pro-life up to a point." So right, and, and right. That's- well, and it's the ostrich. You know, uh, the the consultants never ever in any situation are the facts on the ground positive enough for them that they want. Uh, candidates to speak about abortion. We had in the last election a situation in which the other side spent $390 million on ads calling pro-lifers extremists, pro-life candidates, and our side spent $11 million. We were outspent 35 to 1. And shocking, you know, when you don't answer it, you know, they paint you a certain way. When the real extremist is the left, you know, and most of those Democratic candidates who thought abortion should be legal any time, any reason, any number, all paid for by the taxpayer. That's the extremist. And and again, you've got an extremist administration that is shoving this agenda down the throats of every single American citizen and wanting us to pay That's e- right. for abortion. That's right. And in the states, you know, I've mentioned those 18 pro-life states, they want to do an end run around that and, and send the abortion, chemical abortion, into those states. And the truth is, 
if they really cared about women, they'd recognize that, you know, about 25% of young women who take the abortion pill, the chemical abortion is usually more than one, um, and miscarry alone in their dorm room, the real new back alley abortions in the dorm rooms of America, that, you know, many, 2% of abortions in the country are tubal pregnancies, but if there's not a doctor involved, who knows that? A young woman thinks she's uh, only 10 weeks. You're not supposed to take chemical abortion pills before, I mean, after 10 weeks, but maybe she's 15 weeks. And so she's left alone, and, you know, there's been horrible situations, and we've seen this increase in young women having to go to emergency rooms because of this very unsafe practice. Has has it been a struggle to, to keep this issue at the forefront of voters, or is it are, are you, your impressions here at CPAC, is that still a top priority for conservative well, I, voters? Well, I do think, certainly, the Republican Party is still the party of life. Um, and unfortunately, and there are definitely exceptions to this case, the Democratic Party has chosen to be the party of death. And um, the, so those two distinctions are there, but we've got to make sure candidates are willing to lean into it and, make, and point out the differences. And what happened last time does not work. And, and I think that with CPAC having this sort of panel discussion, they want that issue to be at the forefront. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad about that. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp are pro-life, 100% pro-life. And so I'm grateful to get to be here with some of your other friends, Abby Johnson and Sandy Rios and uh, others. And we get to talk about life on the main stage. Love it. All right, Penny, great Thank seeing you. you. Great Absolutely. Seeing you, Todd. I hope I didn't interrupt you. We're going to lunch Not or something. Not at all. So. I'm just, you know, getting ready to go do my panel. God bless all you. Right. Love God you, brother. bless. All right, See Penny Nance, ladies and gentlemen, from Concerned Women for America, great organization doing some incredible work. And of course, with that panel, one of many here at. CPAC. All right. I promised we were going to the phones, and we are 844-747-8868. Let's go to Connor in Boston. Hey, Connor, what's on your mind today? Hello, Connor. All right, guys, I'm not hearing Connor, so let's try Jeff in Georgia, WDUN. Jeff, are you on the line? Hey, Todd. Thanks for thanks for being there. Thanks for what you do. And and my point to the um, people that are supposed to be serving us at our expense is what you say all the time, which is if they're not willing to engage in those matters which control our lives now and in the afterlife, and also that would be religion and politics, which are those things that control our lives now. If they're not willing to engage on both of those levels, I think they're disqualified from public service because those are the founding principles our country has lost its way because we've turned away from our founding principles whether they be faith or standing up for freedom against crazy and and tyranny and i would love for you to engage those people who sit in that chair next to you thanks for doing that um on those matters because this country has lost its way and and when the team is doing really poorly we go, the coach always says, you know, we got to go back to basics, people. And that's what we're not doing, and that's what we're not ad- addressing. Even there at CPAC, I don't know that they're doing it in a way that I feel would be adequate. We've got to get back to the fundamentals. I think that's the, yep. the, the key issue here, Jeff. And we've got to, if, if we're not doing the fundamentals right, nothing else is going to work. You are 100% correct, sir. Thank you for that. 
All right, Jeff, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate all of our great listeners at WDUN there in Georgia. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. How would you grade the conservative movement right now? What are we doing that needs, are we doing something right? Something needs to be changed? Let us know, 844-747-8868. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. We're going to take a quick break. We are broadcasting live from CPAC in our nation's capital. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. If you are tired of the censorship of conservatives, I've got some news for you. Our friend David Horowitz, the famed author and conservative thinker, just posted a YouTube video talking about voting irregularities in 2020. And his video was banned from YouTube. Now, in his new bestseller, The Final Battle, David Horowitz is warning America that big tech and their social media giants are destroying America and threatening our freedoms. Horowitz says companies like Facebook, Twitter, Google control the information flow, and they are censoring your news. Now, in his book, The Final Battle, Horowitz warns that a group of secret players are working to change America. Mike Huckabee says, got to read this book. Newsmax says Final Battle is the book of the year. Now, look, you can get the book in your bookstores, or you can check out my free offer, Save Yourself 28 Bucks. Here's how you can do that. Call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 1-800-NEWSMAX. Or go to FinalBattle611.com. That's FinalBattle611.com. All right, welcome back to CPAC here on Radio Row. We're delighted to have a special guest with us. He is a higher education fellow with Campus Reform, also a university professor. Nicholas Giordano joins us. Professor, how are you today? Thank you for having me, Todd. All right, so I'm. I'm first of all, I'm shocked because I thought <laughs> when you when I asked where you worked, I thought, oh, I see Liberty University or you know Grove City. You know, no, no, no. You're in the belly of the beast. That is correct. I, I am in liberal New York, New York State, where it's all coming out of, and you just have this push, this de- diversity, equity, inclusion, social justice push in higher education, and enough's enough. How do they keep you? They keep you around. That's what I'm shocked by. So well, you- I have to say, my campus is actually pretty good. It, it's much okay. more open-minded, and, and so it, it's a community college, and it, therefore we are more in touch with reality than than the liberal elitist at the four-year university system. So that make well, that makes a lot of sense. So what the heck is going on in higher education? What's the problem? Well, we're seeing throughout this country this big push, not only for diversity, equity, and inclusion, but now we're seeing requirements built into every single degree program that exists out there. So they want students to take diversity, equity, inclusion, social justice courses, and I'm someone that believes that this is destroying the framework of the United States. It's all designed to destroy the American identity, the the idea that from many comes a nation of one people. Now, you're the host of a podcast as well, and by the way, on Twitter, that's at PAS Report, at PAS Report. You, you talk about things, and again, critical race theory seems to be woven into all of this stuff now, uh, dividing groups between the oppressed and the oppressor. From your vantage point as a professor, how is that playing out in the classroom? Well, it's interesting because I actually see that the young adults attending my classes are more open-minded than older adults that are pushing this on them. Really? 
Absolutely. And I actually find that some of the students are actually getting upset, particularly minority students who are saying, hey, wait a minute, we could compete just as well as our white counterparts. Why are we treating the most open and tolerant generation as if they're the most bigoted or oppressed generation? So I see that younger students are actually pushing back against this. Well, I'm glad to hear this. Uh, and it I gives have, hope. Yeah, it is hope. Right, exactly. This program is about hope. Yeah, we're, we're screwed up right now as a country, but th- there's got to be a way out of this. And, and I think one of those ways, of course, going back to what's happening in the home, but also recapturing higher education and, of course, grades now kindergarten through whatever. Yeah, I think that's the most frightening aspect. So everyone talks about indoctrination in the education system. But when you're trickling this down to kindergarten all the way through medical school, that's not indoctrination anymore. That's brainwashing. Yeah. And I think that parents are really, the coronavirus, if there's one silver lining, it really opened their eyes to and exposed what's going on in the school system. Professor, I want to bring in a, one of our regular callers, a regular listener. Uh, he is a millennial, uh, lives in the Boston area. Connor, uh, Connor, you are on the phone with Professor Giordano here at CPAC. Todd and Professor, it is such an honor to be with you. And you know, from your whole lineup today, it almost sounds like you got like the squad conservative edition around you there, Todd. Pretty jealous. It's look, Connor. It's it's a pretty it's pretty cool to be around here. I mean, normally, and you know, I mean, you drive by Harvard Square every day. Uh, they're throwing stuff at you, but here at CPAC, people are only throwing love our way. You know, and that's so true. But it's just like to your point there. It's like we do need more conservative um, faculty at these colleges, like this professor right here. Professor, you're doing basically, in my opinion, God's work because as somebody who recently was in college you know it's the amount of indoctrination they have in these these campuses the amount of how much they hate differing opinions the amount of how much they hate critical thinking um, or asking questions about their theories that they put in front of you they don't welcome debate they discourage debate and we need more professors who are going to be middle you know show um show students the conservative viewpoints even if they have liberal viewpoints show them and let students And that's how I run my classroom. It's not my job to give my students my views on the issue. It's my job to teach them how American government works and then to get them to think critically about the issues. And I think more professors need to do that. Absolutely. And, Connor, we appreciate your call. Uh, Sorry about the phone reception there. Professor, we love Connor because he drives a Tesla around Harvard Square (laughs) with the windows rolled down and my show playing. So he's That always works. Yes, hopefully. And he says he's triggering, but I hope he's converting somebody. You never know. It's... But I, I have to imagine, though, as a as a conservative professor in the classroom, uh, have you been able to, you know, have, has anybody from the left been able to convert over to the right way of thinking? There are people on the left, and I'm talking about college professors from around the country, that yeah. have actually reached out to me and my opinion pieces on campus reform and Fox News and New York Post because they're being caught up in this as well. Remember, this, this progressive movement, the woke movement, it eats its own. And so the second a professor says something that's deemed quote-unquote offensive, they're targeted too. So their eyes are opening as well. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that. I remember um, a lot of the comedians, Seinfeld, um, and some of the guys in his circle will no longer go on college campuses to do comedy shows because, because of that woke mob that you just talked about. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, we want people that are open-minded where we can actually have a debate. We could discuss the issues. Only when you could discuss the issues can you come to any type of compromise. But what this totalitarian movement tries to do is shut anyone down that goes against it. I don't know how this happens. Do you do the Instagram? Are you on the A little Instagram? bit. You see, I do Instagram. That's about as that's about as crazy as I get. I don't know how this happens, but now I'm getting all of these TV clips from All in the Family and the Jeffersons. <laughs> and I think back, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was so funny, so clever, so incredibly offensive, yet hilarious, and that would never be allowed on television. TV. No, it wouldn't. And, and the interesting point is, if you look at a lot of shows, they all had a moral teaching to it in yes. almost every episode. And, and it was built into the framework. Someone does something wrong, they learn the error of their ways, and they correct it. That's gone. And look at how much our society ha- has fallen. Yeah. To quote Archie Bunker, we got far too many meatheads out there. So <laughs> that's the way it goes. All right, Professor, where can people go if they want to get more information about uh, your work and uh, your writings and what you do? They could go visit campusreform.org or they go to pasreport.com and they'll be able to find all the works there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, never thought I would see a professor from a a state university uh, like Nicholas Giordano. Professor, thank you for dropping by. Thank you for having me. All right, enjoy CPAC. I certainly will. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, Again, you just never know who's going to drop by. But this is, yet again, another reminder that there are conservatives out there. There are people out there. And, the, and look, the professor's not trying to force his beliefs on, on his students. And you heard him say he, he's a professor at a community college where there's a little bit more common sense. But the reality is we need more professors like this man out there. And we do. And, and I do have hope. You heard that from the professor, Giordano. He's got hope in America, and we've got hope in America. And I'm telling you, just sitting here, people watching, doing this talk show as, uh, as folks congregate and meet in the hallway, thousands and thousands of people, this is, this is good for America. And you will not see this on the left. The Democrats, the liberals, they do not have a CPAC. And Mary Walter, I think, really nailed it because they're just perpetually unhappy. And the people walking around here, I see people smiling, having a good time. Because they're conservatives. They love America. And you can feel that, just that atmosphere walking through the hallways here. All right, 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show, live from CPAC. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, good to have you with us. This is Todd Starnes. We are live on Radio Row uh, here in Washington, D.C. Sorry about that, folks. Thought we might have had a communication uh, issue there, hiccup, but we're good. Uh, Here with me, our good friends, Grace Baker, the executive producer of the show, Caleb Park, managing editor. Uh, Guys, uh, Grace, we'll start with you. It's been a wild day. What a rush, Todd. I mean, we've had everybody from everywhere, it feels like. I mean, Winston Sears, Kat Kamek. Later, we're expecting Mark Green. Just, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a lot of fun. It has been, and uh, unfortunately, Caleb, uh, apparently already making headlines. (laughs) Apparently, the left-wing media did not like some of my comments earlier today. I think that's the best thing we could get out of this. Uh, It's the who's who of conservatives here, and 
Todd Starnes is making headlines on the left. If you've triggered triggering, liber- if you've triggered liberal media, I think you've done a good job. Well, yeah. we, we do our best, guys. Uh, that's what we do here. And of course, uh, they're referring to the fact that I called Joe Biden comatose Joe, and Congressman Ralph Norman nicknamed. Uh, Kamala Harris giggles. I think that's very appropriate. Yeah, I don't think that's too far outside the... Come on. Giggles, just come on. Have a sense of humor, left-wingers. That's what the... I would say most mainstream people would agree with both of those characterizations. She can't get through a sentence without... (laughs) Talking about Venn diagrams and laughing. Oh, oh, yeah, that's very creepy, creepy. actually. Very creepy. It is incredibly creepy. Mary Walter seems to be having a good time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think she went to popular. go refuel with the protein shake. She said, but she'll be she'll be back here soon. I'm sure. My goodness, and doing. I think we're doing dinner tonight. Yeah, I think so, we're picking yeah. out right. somewhere. So, and the whole point of this is we get to see a lot of these people for the first time in a year. You know, yeah. because normally yeah. they're on phone, and so it's sort of nice, kind of like a, a high school reunion. I mean, it was my first time meeting Mary Walter, and it was like I know you. We're friends, but meeting in person is a totally different. Is that right? You guys have never met. That was the first time. So She's great. (laughs) Uh, By the way, folks, uh, later this afternoon, I will be on Newsmax. uh, And you'll be able to see me. Uh, We're doing the uh, the Newsmax TV hit uh, later this afternoon, 445, I believe, uh, Eastern Time on the Chris Salcedo Show. So you'll have to tune in and and check that out. Tomorrow, Grace, I mean, it's, it's just sort of... Maybe you can describe the process here of, of because typically our shows are put together the day before. This is happening in real time. Yeah, and I'm very type A, Todd, so this is like a whole new experience for me because I'm just pulling people. I'm like, okay, we're going to switch you here and put you here, and it's kind of like a giant puzzle that I'm working on. So it's been a lot of fun, though, and to me it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. And I've got my coffee, I drank it, and then it was like, boom. Let's go. Caleb, let's talk about some of the stories that you guys are working on. Uh, what can we expect to see on ToddSterns.com? Yeah, well, I think we've got a lot of hot takes from guests today. You can expect to see from every issue from the border to pro-life uh, and issues that, you know, parents, I think well, that's been one of the biggest issues is, you know, what parents care about. Children, you know, protecting communities, the border. It's education. Education, everything. Um, and so, yeah, you, you guys can check that out at toddstarns.com. And we'll be, uh, make sure you guys uh, sign up for our email newsletter. Um, that's a huge one. We'll be sending out breaking uh, news throughout the, the next couple of days as CPAC continues. And we'll be live tweeting, Facebook, all, all Selfies. of the. A lot of selfies. Cat Kamek's selfie was pretty fun, Todd. Yes. We saw that. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. She did a great job, though. Yes. It was a lot of fun. She's a fellow millennial. So That's I, true. I, I love the selfies, too. Well, there you go. All right, guys. Uh, I want to go back. and um, We had Senator Marsha Blackburn early on in the first hour. Um, she was uh, on the main stage with Sarah Carter uh, talking about trafficking and, and fentanyl. Uh, let's go back and, and replay that interview. All right, uh, dropping by our position on Radio Row, the great senator from my home state, Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. And, uh, Senator, you had the crowd going today. What a, what a fun day at CPAC. Well, it is. And as we said, our segment was human trafficking, cartels, and beyond the China balloon. Because you look at how the Chinese Communist Party and the Mexican cartels are in cahoots. And you look at the how this fentanyl crisis is is unique to the United States. And all of that fentanyl is coming out of China 
Mexico cartels and into our communities. And what was your reaction yesterday when President Biden actually laughed at a woman uh, because of the fentanyl uh, issue and losing losing children as a result He needs of that. to apologize to that family immediately. I thought that was uh, in very poor taste. I thought it was almost a moment of ridicule of the, the sadness. And I cannot imagine, as a mom and a grandmom, I cannot imagine the trauma and heartbreak of losing both of uh, my children. I just can't. When you look at, at the, the, the drug addiction in this country and the drugs coming across our border in Memphis, the crime rates are just off the charts, deadliest city, most dangerous city in America. Uh, what is your message to people in Tennessee about the policies of these Democrats? Well, they need to look at how the issue of the cartels and the drug trafficking, human trafficking, gangs, all of that fits together and uh, pushing these gangs into our cities, and they are driving up the crime rates, the drug dealers. And, you know, Todd, the thing is, when you talk to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation or of any state, they will tell you the cartel has a presence in our state. The cartel is active in our state. So in our communities, these Mexican cartels now have put down roots and have established themselves and have their hubs for trafficking drugs and people. Senator, you've got thousands of red-blooded patriots uh, here that they want to be active, they want to be engaged. What is your message to them? What can the average As I said from the stage today, it is imperative in 2024 that we get everybody educated, registered to vote, and to the polls to vote. Got to do it. All right, Senator. Got to do it. Great seeing you. You too. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Yeah, I know we still have a lot of time uh, here on the show, but to be honest, right now the staff is busy trying to get a dinner reservation somewhere. So, Grace, no no sushi joints. That's all I ask, Grace Baker. All right, well, I want to welcome uh, to Radio Row a good friend of this program. And you know it's going to be it's a good day when you get all these Tennesseans together. Our good friend, Congressman Mark Green. Congressman, uh, well, hold on. Let me turn your microphone on, Congressman. Uh, there we go. Testing one, two. You're Todd good. Starnes, you're awesome. It's great to see you. Congressman, how are you doing today? I'm great. I just got up on the stage and talked about how uh, Mayorkas lied and Americans died, which is uh, a terrible thing to have to talk about, but uh, I'm energized to get some change. So, And and it's important because that was a big focus of uh, the conversation we had earlier today with uh, Congressman Scott Perry and Ralph Norman. Uh, you guys down there on the border holding these hearings, Democrats boycotting it, but the reality is our country has been invaded. Yeah, well, it's insane. 4.7 million people. That's just encounters. That's not gone ways. And by the way, 25 states in the country have populations less than 4.6 million. So it's just, it's it's ridiculous. And, and not to mention the fentanyl, the drugs, the, the trafficking, but the crime as well. And that is something that even people in the volunteer state have been dealing with. Memphis, Tennessee has the designation of being the most dangerous city in America right now. Well, you know, in general, Democrats don't know the good guy from the bad guy. They want to persecute the police. They want to, uh, you know, 
basically vilify two guys on horseback who it turns out even Mayorkas knew nothing was going wrong and they weren't whipping people but then turned around and came out and ridiculed those those men those uh, servants of the people uh, look at Afghanistan look at I mean they want to cut a deal with Iran I mean these these people don't know the good guy from the bad guy and in in the inner cities they're 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 throwing people out of they won't put them in jail the, the DAs are just not prosecuting criminals. So it's it, they don't know a good guy from a bad guy. In Memphis, Tennessee, just the other day, big story where you had a woman drive her car into a home, killed a, an, a, a, a basketball star, and they let the woman go. She's not going to be serving any jail time. The family's saying, what the heck? Where is where is the justice here? They're doing this. Uh, you know, She's not going to be having to serve any jail time. You have kids that are running around carjacking, and in one instance, they actually arrested a kid who already had a monitor on an ankle bracelet for another (laughs) crime. And people are just throwing up their hands. But this is what happens when you have soft-on-crime district attorneys. Yeah, when you put Democrats in charge. This is what happens. You get an open southern border where, again, 1.2 million gotaways, 4.7 million people crossing the border. Uh, double the la- or, or more than the last two administrations combined, and it's not that we we cut the border budget. It's not that we cut the people work. We 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 got the same number of border patrol. We cut the policies. In in your position on homeland security, what do you believe is the number one issue, the number one security threat facing our nation? The number one security threat facing facing the nation is the southern border, is the open border. When you say 1.2 million gotaways. We have this massive increase in terrorist watch list individuals being caught. Well, who's in the 1.2 million gotaways? And, and, and there are people that are crossing that they don't see. If they don't see them, they don't even get counted. So this is our greatest national. We've also seen a significant increase in the number of Chinese nationals coming in who have worked for the Chinese government before, and they're just being released into this country. No wonder he didn't shoot the balloon down. He doesn't care about American security. So a couple of weeks ago, you were uh, in Memphis for the Lincoln dinner. You brought yeah. Lee Zeldin, just a great guy. And, and I thought the message he delivered is one the entire Republican Party needs to hear about what we need to do to truly take charge of this country. Yeah, the right the right candidate. You know, the, the great thing about if you look at all the seats that we won, you know, and Lee did not win the governor's race in New York, and that's tragic. But we won a ton of Biden seats and and close seats down ticket because we had a great candidate running for governor. And that happened in other states as well. So what we need to do is make sure our recruiting, we're recruiting great candidates. Um, And, and of course, they outspent us on uh, on candidate money three to one. We outspent them on PAC money three to one. That shows you that it didn't pack money, it's candidate money that wins races. So And 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 having good vetted candidates. And, that's and, it. I mean, yep. that's, I mean, that's, that's the, the number one. It, it is. It, it is. And and I, I, you could say that Lee Zeldin really is the unsung hero of that midterm election. He is one of several. Um, you know, obviously, we redistricted in Tennessee and gained a seat there. There are other places across the country, Texas and Florida. So, uh, but yes, I mean, those up ballot. I mean, you look in Pennsylvania, there were seats we should have won, but the top of the ticket was not exciting. People didn't get out and vote, and we lost seats we should have won, and it came down to candidate recruitment. 
That That's it. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. I know Great you're a busy you. guy. Great to see you. Take care, Todd. All right, Congressman Mark Green, everybody, here on Radio Row. All right, folks, uh, it just continues uh, the uh, cavalcade of conservative stars coming along, and uh, Congressman Green doing a terrific job representing uh, the uh, representing the great state of Tennessee uh, there in the Nashville area. Grace Baker, uh, we I haven't even Woo. had a time to take a break yet. No, I'm just now sitting down. My I'm not going to lie, ladies will understand. My, these dress shoes are killing me. You got to wear the sensible shoes. Uh, but they're not as pretty, Todd. You don't understand. <laughs> and then you'll say you're, I'm wearing Mexican man shoes. Is that what you call no, them? Mexican. <laughs> Grace Baker, you have never worn Mexican man okay, shoes. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But no, no it's no, been a no. lot of fun. But woo. I am ready to take a breath and then re-gear up for tomorrow. Yeah, and so tomorrow, uh, another full day, of course, we'll be um, broadcasting our interview with uh, Secretary Mike Pompeo. Yes. Congressman James Comey, who's heading up uh, a lot of these uh, hearings underway up on Capitol Hill. It's going to be an action-packed day tomorrow as well. Yeah, we've got several. I know we've got Hogan Gidley and Sean Spicer from Newsmax. It's going to be a fun day. Fantastic. Um, By the way, um, again, tonight uh, we... and. A lot of people think, well, after the show, Starnes is going to sit poolside. No, not even close. I mean, we've got several interviews lined up. You're going on Newsmax. You're going on Moms for Liberty podcast. It's a packed out. I told you, I was like, okay, Dodd, we got another couple hours. Then you can go to the pool, okay? <laughs> All right. Jeez, Alou. All right. Have we have we found a place for dinner yet? That's I the left problem. it up to the guys. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. No. Well, you know, we'll be well. We'll be eating well. I think. I but, think you know, so. As long as they don't choose one of those like vegan places. No, we can't. We're not doing vegan. You know, Caleb Park. He likes the matchas. That will be the only place where you don't need a reservation That's with true. this crowd around here. We're talking uh-uh. about red blooded meat eaters. Yeah, here it's the steakhouses that are going to be packed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good point. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Again, if you've missed any of our interviews, go back and listen to the podcast, and uh, you'll be able to get all of that information. Grace, do you miss living in the South now that you're a Yankee? Do you <sighs> miss it? Yes and no. I will say that people in the you know the Midwest they've got they've got a different kind of accent, and my accent has been called out multiple times. Every time they're like, "Oh, figures you're from Memphis." And what I accent? That's what I try to say, and they're and they're like your accent. And I'm like, I didn't think it was that noticeable, but apparently it is. And I got to tell you this, Todd. So I joined a small group at a church, and they were like, "To welcome you guys in, we're going to do some trivia." And they were like, "We're going to do Nashville trivia." I was like, Memphis, Tennessee, and Nashville, Tennessee are very different places, and they're quizzing me on Nashville. Now I still won that trivia. I'll say that, but. I was like, come on, guys. Get with it. Right, Memphis is completely fighting, different. Those are fighting words. That's what I felt fighting like. I was words. like, oh, you insult me by saying I'm from Nashville. I mean, I like Nashville, but come on. Memphis is my home. So I think the bridesmaids, because now it's like the bridesmaids destination, Nashville. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's they, the bachelorette capital of the world. Man, they ruined a great city. <laughs> A great city. That's true. All right, Caleb Park. We're talking about Nashville and how they ruined it. You know they did. They did. It's the bachelorette capital of the world now. And I, I, I went to Nashville ten years ago. Awesome, great <laughs> place. Country music here again. It's been ruined, and yeah. that's what Democrats have done. I mean, all the people from California—they call it the what? Yeah. The Los Angeles of the South. Now they all moved the Vegas. in. Vegas. Or thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nash Vegas. Nash, Nash Vegas. Vegas. That that's it. it. 
Well, I don't know about that. Now, in Dollywood, though, if you go up to East Tennessee, you've got Redneck Vegas, which That's is Dollywood, <laughs> Pigeon Forest. That's still Sanctified. Yeah, it's still it's still fine. It's doing just fine. I will say about the Midwest, they have several barbecue joints around. I have not touched them with a 10-foot pole. I was no. like, nope, not doing it. Now, their pizza, it's pretty dang good. Is that the oh, deep Chicago dish? Style, oh, it's right? really good, yeah. All the right. deep dish. All right. So we need what we need to do, Grace, by tomorrow, we'll need folks to call in. And recommend good Chicago style foods for you to try yes. while you guys are. Mm. Chicago up has there. good food. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, but and they don't have good barbecue. Well, I can tell you the listeners are ready for you to come back to, to to Memphis. Well, I'm visiting in May, so you'll see me then for sure. Oh, this is good. All right, so there's some breaking news. Yes, very good. That's yeah, but awesome. you're losing your accent a little bit. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so. Grace. I don't know. Earlier, I was like, guys, we ain't getting this done, and that Caleb's like, there's your accent. She's back. <laughs> You're She's starting bad. to sound a little bit like Lori Lightfoot. Oh, whoa. <laughs> hey words. Whoa. Hey, now. Please don't insult right. me like that. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Kayla, we had been getting along all day. Now you're doing this. Now we're I ending, know. That was low. We're, we're ending the show on Beetlejuice. Really? Oh. All right, folks. We got to scoot out of here. Grace Baker, Caleb Park, Alan Morrow. I'm Todd Starnes. Live from CPAC. Be good, America.